Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. relatively slow start to the current impeachment effort that House Republicans are making and the the reported rumor that they... I hate it when the audio is too low. You think you got it, right? But I love how the Democrats can't accept the fact that Joe Biden may have done a lot of ugly things. This whole impeachment inquiry is, it's just a sham and it's all about Trump. Uh, I think our question is impeach for what? Um, impeach who uh, and impeach for what? Um, this is, again, you know, censures, expulsions, impeachments. Uh, this is just what they are concerned about uh, within their within their conference. This is what keeps them together. This is what binds them together. It isn't an agenda that they are for. It is a person that they are against. Isn't that the Democratic Party regarding Marjorie Taylor Greene, regarding uh, Donald Trump? Isn't, isn't this exactly it? It seems that the argument here from Congressman Aguiar uh, is is a bit shallow, but I'll get into where we are with the impeachment conversation coming up. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669-833. Got uh, Tony. I'll I'll get to the Israel stuff soon enough, just in terms of the latest. It was a one-two punch of of, uh, posts there on X that was worthy of discussion because it was a great example of how people can be right on one subject and wrong on another. And you have to decide whether or not you're going to vilify these people or just state that they're wrong. Richie Torres is one of these people, congressman from New York, Democrat, who has been outstanding in his uh, being uh, pro-Israel and standing up to the radicalness of the Democratic Party that is quite obviously pro-Hamas. And there is audio out of Oakland to prove this. It's madness. It is a pro-Hamas party. We'll get to it in a second. But Richie Torres put out on uh, X, fiction, Democrats are anti-Israel and Republicans are pro-Israel. Fact, In 2023, the only representative to vote against a resolution affirming Israel's right to exist was a Republican, Thomas Massey. Fact, in 2021, the only senator to filibuster Iron Dome was a Republican, Rand Paul. And he finishes it by saying, beware of false narratives. Correct. Beware of false narratives, Congressman Torres, like this one. It is agreed that Thomas Massey voted no on a resolution regarding Israel. And he said, well, see, the problem is that it's, it's trying to conflate anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism with all due respect to Congressman Massey out of Kentucky. And I like him on, on a great number of policy issues. Your issue with Israel is very, very obvious at this stage of the game. I've given you the latitude. I now don't understand what's going on. The people who support Hamas are not people who think that the existence of Israel or that the Israeli government is the issue, they think Jews are the issue. Could we please not lie to ourselves and not think ourselves such intellectuals that we can overcome this reality? 
All the doctorates in the world and all the engineering understanding in the world doesn't change reality. You didn't want to vote for the legisl- for, for the resolution because you think it would have condemned or hurt the people who are anti-Zionist, and that should not be conflated with anti-Semitism. The anti-Zionists are the ones who will tell you that Israel made it all up regarding the October 7th attack from the terrorist Hamas. They think that Israel shouldn't be able to respond. They think that Israel should just take it. All the death, all the murder, all the everything. Uh, Congressman Massey, this is, you're not having, you're not engaged in an intellectual pursuit here. But the point to Senator to, to Congressman Torres is that yes, the only representative to vote against this was Thomas Massey, a Republican. Twenty-one members of Congress weren't there. Rashida Tlaib voted present. And does it matter what they vote for in a resolution? It matters what they do. It matters how many uh, Democrats are opposed to Iron Dome funding to begin with, or how many people are opposed to Iron Dome funding to begin with. You know, how Israel survives. And it certainly matters when members of Congress, your party, chant from the river to the sea, befriend Jew-hater Louis Farrakhan, speak to Jew-hater Jeremy Corbyn. It matters if it matters. If if a member of the Republican Party was having coffee with David Duke, you'd lose your mind. Well, Jeremy Corbyn, David Duke, I mean, if you want to make the the comparison, feel free. But you don't get you don't get a get out of jail free card. This is nonsense. Nonsense. We can clearly see that the Republican Party is far more pro-Israel than the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party did not want to move the embassy to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, claiming that it would cause problems. But Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Why don't we check with the Democratic Party and see if they think that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel? Congressman Torres, what are you doing? Rand Paul opposed and engaged a filibuster on Iron Dome. I think it was a conversation about spending back in 2021. And sometimes you'll have people taking that argument. If you're opposed to spending outside of the United States, you're opposed to spending outside of the United States. I am not totally opposed to spending outside of the United States. I am opposed to a great amount of spending. This brings us to Ro Kahana when it comes to spending. He writes the congressman from California, part of the Progressive Caucus. The national debt, he writes, was caused by four things. One, Reagan's tax cuts. Two, Bush's tax cuts. Three, Trump's tax cuts. And four, Bush's overseas wars. He continues, we don't need a fiscal commission to study it. Everyone knows Johnson's, meaning Speaker Johnson's, fiscal commission will recommend cuts in Social Security and Medicare. Instead, we need to end the tax breaks for the ultra-rich and make a moonshot investment in American industry. I responded to Congressman Kahana. The national debt was caused by four things. One, spending more than we take in. Two, spending more than we take in. Three, spending more than we take in. Four, spending more than we take in. It's that simple. It is that simple. 
You get deficits by spending more than you take in, and then you have to borrow. Deficits happen yearly. Debt is the accumulation, the totality of the deficits. So if you bring in $3 million, but you spend $4 million, you have a million-dollar deficit. Now that becomes the debt. You do it again the next year, $3 million bring in, spend $4 million, it's another million-dollar deficit, another million you're borrowing, you have $2 million in debt. That's how it works. The idea that debt is caused by tax cuts is to say that the people do not deserve their own money. It is to say some Americans should be punished for their success. Never a conversation that the people who pay no taxes should pay something, something. Now, you could argue they pay something, right? They pay a sales tax and they pay this tax and the other tax. And, of course, inflation is a tax uh, in, in and of itself. But the idea that this group of people over here have too much as determined by the government and therefore should pay more is as despicable and low class as it gets. It's evil. It's hatred for the citizen. And I would argue to Congressman Kahana, who has been fantastic in the conversation about free speech, specifically about X Twitter and things that have happened. He has been tremendous. But this is just partisan nonsense gobbledygook. Tax cuts mean the people get to keep more of their own money. That's good. Whether it was Reagan, whether it was Bush, whether it was Trump. Now, when you talk about war, we can discuss and we might agree that we spent all this money in Afghanistan and what do we get for it? They couldn't govern and protect themselves for 10 minutes. The minute we pulled out, which, by the way, led to the killing of 13 soldiers and never mind all the people we left behind. Joe Biden did that. They couldn't protect themselves for a second. What the hell were we doing? (laughs) What do do we spend all that money for? What do we give up all that treasure for? What do we give up all that blood for? To not train these people? And as a matter of of follow-up, when do all the generals who decided the policy get fired? When do they get busted down to, I don't know, a major? I'm not kidding. 20 years, all that money, all of that blood, these people could have protected themselves for 15 minutes, 13 minutes, 2 minutes. It didn't matter. And I think that you might find a lot of agreement with that. A tremendous amount of agreement. But the issue regarding debt is spending more than you have. This is basic economics. And with all due respect, Representative Kahana, your politics stink. They stink. Because you are engaging in politics for something that should be engaged with via economics. We have to spend less. That's the honest approach. The honest approach, Representative Torres, is not to ignore what these two Republicans did, but take a look at what the totality of the Republican and Democratic Party are doing when it comes uh, to Israel and when it comes to Jews, and you see with clarity and no moment of hesitation that the Republicans are clearly pro-Israel in the main and the Democrats are clearly anti-Israel in the main and without question anti-Semitic. In the main... It's not a debate, 
congressman. I know this because I have on this program lauded your statements and said, my gosh, look at this Democrat. Why? Because it's so rare. It is so rare. And yet the president, your party leader, caved and in my view has sided with Hamas. I'll get into that story coming up. This is Tony Katz today. Remain calm. That uh, that virus going around uh, uh, China, it's 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 nothing. It's nothing. It's not a big deal. It's just uh, uh, caused by the flu and and other known uh, viruses. It's nothing new that's putting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, in hospitals in Beijing and other places. No, it's totally fine. You have nothing to worry about at all. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, I think we might open up the phones today, Producer Jason, 833-468-8669, got Tony, there has been this massive surge of respiratory illnesses taking place in China, and the World Health Organization is like, hmm, tell us more, so we'll know how to suppress it and not tell anybody. Uh, They're like, what's going on? And uh, people weren't sure. Uh, according uh, to uh, China, it's caused by the flu and other known path- pathogens and not by a novel virus, as in COVID being a novel virus. Believe them if you will. An overlap of viruses such as influenza, rhinovirus, respiratory syncytial virus, known as RSV, or adenovirus, as well as uh, some bacteria. That, according to the National Health Commission. I would believe you, China, if when COVID had taken place and you first noticed it happened, if you had said the following. What's going on? Holy crap, I am freaking out. But you didn't do that. You did not do that. You didn't tell anybody. You didn't say a word. You just looked around the globe and stated. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. And then, of course, people died. People forget that people died during COVID. Not everybody. It wasn't the killer that people wanted to describe it as. It really depended on age. It depended on health in general and comorbidity. Certainly, it depended on obesity. It caused me to lose weight. It didn't take much. You started seeing, you're like, wait a second, that's a thing. You know what? Not interested in that thing. It's probably better for me anyway. If this is going to be the impetus, fantastic. Let's go to work. You lied, China. That's who you are. You're a bunch of liars. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, 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 it's not. No, it's, it's, it's fact. 
The Communist Chinese Party lies. That's all they do. That's all they know how to do. And I understand what they're going to say in response. You're a little bit racist. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What, what they call you or, 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 or me? They want to call us racist uh, for, for, for noticing? Don't care? Facts are facts are facts. If they had been honest about COVID, we could take them at their word today about what's going on. I think Joe Biden should not be allowing travel in from China right now until we can confirm. Until we can confirm what it is that is happening. And for the people who don't want to confirm this, who would think that it's wrong to confirm this, my gosh, why are you picking a fight with, uh, with, with China? Why do you keep accusing China of all these things? Why do you protect these commies so much? The last time we trusted the Chinese, we lost, did we lose a million Americans? Do me a favor, Producer Jason. Uh, death counts from COVID, if you would. Let's find out. Why I don't trust the Chinese and maybe the communist Chinese and why you don't trust the communist Chinese. Let's find out how, what is the number of Americans dead from COVID? That's 1,138,000 you said, producer Jason. So that's 1,138,000 reasons why I don't trust the communist Chinese when they tell me it's nothing. It's nothing. What? Tommy's got the sniffles. That's all. That's all. Can you believe it? Look how upset America is. Tommy's got the sniffles and the whole country is, is, is freaking out. I'm not about to trust the communist Chinese, why would the globe, 7 million people worldwide dead from COVID when China could have been up front from the beginning? No, they weren't up front from the beginning because communists are never up front. What they did is they went about buying all of the PPE, uh, the personal protective equipment, the masks and everything else, so they could then have it for themselves and resell it to us at a profit. That's what they did. Trust them. In the immortal words of my grandmother, Ethel, rest her soul, an immigrant from Poland who learned English here in the United States uh, and met her future husband, my grandfather, at night school learning English in her immortal, kind, decent words. Bitch, please. Not buying that. Not trusting the Chinese. And if we have elected officials... By the way, she used to say that all the time. Oh, the bedtime stories. If we have American officials willing to trust the Chinese on this, we really have given up the ghost, haven't we? We've given up the idea that we are a a nation of strength, that we learn from our mistakes, that we work to get better, and that we are surrounded by adults. We're surrounded by ideological children who want to somehow tell you that China's wonderful and we're the problem. We should stop travel from China right now. Now I'm getting texts from people. Wait a second. You're Polish, Tony? I didn't tell anybody I was Polish before? This many years it never came up? Yes. Yes, my grandparents came from Poland to escape the horrors.
I'm Tony Katz. When I say that Joe Biden caved, I mean it. I'm not the first person to say it. It is the accurate statement. President Biden has caved to the Hamas caucus, which can be stated as the Democratic Party. Now, if you think that that is me being hyperbolic, I want you to know that I said it. I want you to know that I meant it. And you spell my last name, K-A-T-Z. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Feel free. Call in. You want to debate this subject? I'm down. He put out on the X, Hamas unleashed a terrorist attack because they fear nothing more than the Israelis and Palestinians living side by side in peace. Uh, President Biden continued to continue down the path of terror, violence, killing and wars to give Hamas what they seek. We can't do that. That, ladies and gentlemen, is caving to the Hamas wing of the Democratic Party, which is to say the Democratic Party. Now, one could argue it's not everybody in the party. There are members of the party who are supportive of Israel. But when the leader of your party has made a statement, I get to say the Democratic Party. I get to discuss the fact that the Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Andre Carson, Jamal Bowman, Ayanna Presley, Ocasio-Cortez wing, Cori Bush wing of the Democratic Party has succeeded in taking the Democrats out of any rational conversation of dealing with terrorism and deciding that the answer is blame Israel. And Joe Biden just confirmed it. More hostages have been released. I'm very happy about it. The ceasefire has been extended because they, Israel can get back 10 more hostages each day. And yes, uh, Hamas wants to have a permanent ceasefire and they'll return everybody. I don't believe them. I don't believe them at all. Nor do I believe that anything would be permanent. Remember, they were having a ceasefire on October 6th and they murdered 1,200 plus people on October 7th. So again, I don't believe them. And rational people wouldn't. And on point, on cue, just like we said it would happen. If you have a ceasefire, you will get the people immediately screaming, this is the way it has to be. We always have to have ceasefire. This has to end right now. And sure enough, sure enough, They're pushing for a long-term ceasefire that would prolong the truce in Gaza beyond the current two-day extension and start talks that would end the war altogether. Now you say to me, Tony, you sound like a warmonger. Interesting. I want to make sure that I don't sound like Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. We'd like to see the pause extended because what it has enabled, first and foremost, is hostages being released. It's also enabled us to uh, to surge humanitarian assistance into the people of Gaza who so desperately need it. What the ceasefire enables is Hamas to get rearmed and attack again. It's embarrassing how these children speak. And they deserve the derision that they get. And I will tell you 
that uh, I was told that Jews were really rocked by what happened on October 7th, the terrorist attacks. Oh, they were really shaken. And I said, I had no doubt that they were probably shaken. And then I saw people, people I know, people I grew up with and others posting, I'm Jewish and I'm scared. And I said, oh yeah, we're doomed. If you're saying you're scared, you haven't learned anything. You're still wrapped up in your progressive, silly little bubble and you're not a grown-up. You're not a woman, you're not a man, you're a child. And as recently as, I mean, I started a few weeks ago, but as recently as yesterday, I have stated that I have not seen anything, I have not seen a single thing that makes me believe that Jews have learned that progressivism is a disaster. Now, I have seen some things, and they are worthy of noting because they are. For example, uh, there, there has been the move by uh, those who send their kids to the Ivy League to say, oh, forget this. I'm not spending my money on the Ivy League again. No, 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 no. I'm not giving my money to Columbia or, or Harvard again. Are you nuts? That I've seen. The New York Post had a story. Wealthy Jewish families are rejecting the Ivy League for Plan B schools. I think it's not about specifically wealthy uh, Jewish. I would certainly uh, hope not. There's also wealthy Christian. Settle down, people. Harvard, Columbia, these schools hate your kids. When I see that students at Cal Berkeley are suing the University for anti-Semitism, you didn't know that they hated you when you were going there? I think it was, um, it, it was uh, oh, who, uh, Chuck Schumer today was giving a, a, a speech, and um, it was on the Senate floor uh, about anti-Semitism. And he he mentioned, I, I believe um, th- that he mentioned, as, as someone posted, that um, a lot of people who are Jewish noticed that the people who they were supposedly in tight with um, progressives and uh, they were there. They were there marching with people for Black Lives Matter, and they were marching with people for this cause and that cause. And then, and then, twelve hundred uh, Israelis plus were murdered, and all their friends were gone. Gone. And how some of these people have noticed that their so-called friends are nowhere to be found. Now that story I have heard repeatedly that some of them have seen that they thought they were part of something. They didn't know they were the useful idiot. They didn't know that the second it was them, nobody would be there to help them. They would have no friends because it was never about friendship. It was about being used. And I certainly have seen that. But you know what I have not seen, whether you're talking about people who are no longer going to send their kids to Harvard or Columbia, or, or this idea of recognizing that all your friends left you to die 
because they were never your friends to begin with. They are progressives. In the world of progressivism, you are an occupier and you are an oppressor. But you never saw yourself as an occupier and an oppressor because look at all the things that you did and look at all the places you marched and look at all the signs that you made. Useful idiot. But I have not seen anything that shows me they're going to change their voting habits. I have not seen anything. I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, where the vast amount of rabbis are extremely left, upsettingly left, ridiculously left. They've written in newspapers for years only on leftist politics. They have never once called out their own people because they saw themselves as fellow travelers. And when October 7th hit, two of them, a husband and wife, wrote a piece that was in the Times of Israel that was entitled, We Were Wrong. But it it wasn't talking about Jews, they were talking about themselves. Because they were like, where where is everybody to, to condemn this action? But they still couldn't bring themselves to get to the big hit. The party of which they proudly placed themselves because they're good, kind, and decent, according to them, is the party that is aiding and abetting the people who abandon them and don't care if whether Israel goes or not or whether Jews in the United States get shot in the head. And I will bet you all the money in my pocket against all the money in your pocket that when election day 2024 comes about, if it's let's argue Trump versus Biden, they'll pull the lever for Joe Biden. Trump is terrible and Trump is awful and Trump is this and Trump is that and indictment here and the other thing and the tweets and everything else. They'll vote for the guy who just caved to the Hamas faction of the Democratic Party. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. The people who want permanent ceasefire want Hamas to be able to rearm and rebuild and strike again. Prove me wrong. But you know I'm not wrong. You know I'm right because you know you're right. You understand this. You see it for what it is. The people pushing for ceasefire are pushing for Hamas to be able to rearm and reengage. Why do you think Hamas wants this? They, they want it to stop? Well, they want to stop uh, having to, to, to lose weapons and armament. They need time to rebuild. This is what they do. Faith in Hamas? But remember, for a lot of these people, they see Hamas as part and parcel of the Palestinian cause. Now you say to me, absolutely not. They don't do that at all. That is just ridiculous and terrible. And how dare you say such a thing? That's exactly the kind of bigotry. Exactly the kind of bigotry that we can't stand for. Well, let me take you to Oakland, California. Oakland, California, they... um, wanted to, through their city council, put out a resolution calling for a ceasefire. And someone on the council wanted to add to the resolution that Hamas is a a terrorist organization. And so people started speaking out in favor of Hamas. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. Hamas is the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance? Oh, 
Oh my. I didn't I did not know such a thing. Because that would be that would be saying that Hamas does represent the Palestinians. Right? That that that's what's being said. That's what's being said. Then there was this. As an Arab asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. Why is condemning Hamas anti-Arab racist? I, I, I don't understand. Hamas is a terrorist organization. It has nothing to do with being Arab. It has nothing to do with being Palestinian. It has nothing to do with Islam, right? Islam, I was told, was a religion of peace. So why now are you making such statements that would make one think uh, that, that, that Hamas uh, is, is a proper representation? Why would you speak in a way that says Hamas actually is representative of the Palestinian people? To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. There's a lot of love for Hamas. And these are the people that Joe Biden sides with. And these are the people that are going to get votes from the Jews. I get asked all the time, why are Jews liberals? Well, let me turn to uh, my town and to these faith leaders. Any of you going to vote for the Republican? Locally? Nationally? Statewide? Any of you? Are any of you now going to vote for the people who aren't in favor of your eradication? But the part to remember is that while Joe Biden is a weak, feckless human being, and he is siding with the Hamas faction, he caved. It cannot be said any other way. This is not about Israel. It's not about Jews. It's about you. This is about people who want to put an end to Western civilization. The guy who just made that statement about Hamas and the wife beater, he's wearing a shirt from the PSL. That's the people for socialism and liberation. It's commie. That guy wants to burn it all down. He wants to burn your life to the ground. Your kids will suffer when that guy's in charge. That's the goal. Israel, the canary in the coal mine, as is often said, is just the start. Look at how they even phrase the conversation, oppressed and oppressors. Exactly how they do it here in the United States. Why? Because the Marxism flows everywhere. And the objective is your destruction, is the destruction of Western civilization. The life that you want to have for yourself and provide for your family. That's the goal. Hamas's goal is the destruction of Israel. But these people in Oakland, California, who can be replicated and are replicated in cities all across the country, the goal is the takedown of the United States. And I'm saying that the religious leaders of Indianapolis will vote with those people. Now I ask you, am I right about Bloomington? Am I right about Muncie? Am I right about Fort Wayne or Evansville? Or Tulsa? Or Atlanta? Or St. Louis? 
Sadly, I think I am. So I can show you all the horrible stuff in the world. I can show you small pockets of people trying to do it better. But I have shown, I've seen nothing. I have seen nothing that says to me that Jews will figure it out for 2024. And yes, I'm disgusted. I'm Tony Katz. According to CBS News, Americans need an extra $11,400 just to afford the basics. Now, this gets super weird, and I'll get into what we saw in Black Friday spending and what we've seen in some holiday spending between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday. Oh, it gets confusing. The typical American household has to spend over an additional eleven grand just to maintain the same standard of living they enjoyed January of 2021, right before the increase in inflation, which is still there. It's still there. And I think there's a tremendous amount of people saying, well, I don't know if it's 11,000 for me. And some people are saying, well, it's more than 11,000 for me. But it is the agreement that you're paying more for everything for the basic survival stuff. Find everything at TonyCats.com. More to get to. This is Tony Katz today.